Welcome to a PRN Moment for Nurses, a podcast created by nursing professionals to bring support and encouragement to nurses. This podcast is a collaborative effort of the three major healthcare systems in the Dayton, Ohio area, Kettering Health, Premier Health, and Dayton Children's Hospital. I am Dr. Cynthia Hammond, professor in the nursing department at Kettering College. Today, I am fortunate to be joined by Peggy Mark, Chief Nursing Officer at Premier Health. Thanks, Peggy, for joining us today. Well, thanks, Cynthia. I am really happy to be here, and there is nothing I'd rather talk about than nursing. So let's start with how did you become a nurse, and why was that an interesting career path for you? You know, when I was young, um, I was the third of four kids in five years. And so I had two older sisters who were brilliant, and I was always in their shadow, always in their shadow, always in their shadow. And they both grew up straight-A students, scholarship to college, and both of them went to medical school. And as the third in a little row, I was very rebellious at that time, and my father wanted me to go to medical school, and I said, no, no, I'm not going to do that. I would rather be closer to the patient, and I would rather take my whole self. I knew that there was this whole self of me that I had never really shared with other people because I was always in a shadow, and I wanted to do something different, and I felt like that was nursing. I love the healthcare field. I would not go into medicine. I really wanted to go into nurse where I could bring my whole self to work and then also help other people do the same thing. That's an amazing story. That was the beginning of how a nurse thinks, because I think we are our own individual selves, and we do nursing based on who we are, because there's the art of nursing, and then there's the science of nursing. So when we speak about nursing and being holistic, how do you feel that the pandemic has impacted nursing? I have never in my career seen anything impact nursing the way the pandemic has impacted our profession. Everything from bringing out the absolute best in people in ways that I have never seen before through burnout and exhaustion and people really becoming disheartened with the profession. So we've seen both ends of that spectrum, the very, very best in people and then just the place where people cannot go on as nurses and have chosen not to, which has been really detrimental, really detrimental to our profession over the past two years. And we see that there is resilience, but I feel that the resilience has been damaged. Well, it, it has in some ways. I'm not sure, Cynthia, that it's certainly not damaged in everyone because yes. we, have, we have been through surge after surge after surge, and we see that resilience. We see the resilience come out in people who are still there at the bedside. They are caring for our patients, and they're going to be there. They're going to be there as long as we need them. Where I think we've seen some of the resilience stressed and threatened are people that maybe were nearing the end of a bedside career and decided that it was just too much and had to leave the bedside and find something else to do. Or possibly people that felt that they couldn't work under those really, really difficult circumstances. We know that we've had a nursing shortage during this pandemic, and it's a little bit of a vicious circle because you have people 
coming into the profession, people leaving the profession, people trying to stay at the bedside, but it becomes harder and harder as people leave the bedside. So that's where I think the resilience has really been threatened, is when you're used to caring for four or five patients and now you're caring for six or seven patients, that's what becomes really challenging for people because they don't feel that they're doing their best. And at times when I've talked to our nurses and our nurse leaders and I've had to reassure them that what they're doing is enough and they don't feel like it is. And that's where I think people's resilience has really been challenged. So what I hear you saying is that resilience has been damaged, but there's also been an underlying growth um, in nursing and how they care for people. Do you feel that nurses are caring for themselves doing all of this pandemic? (laughs) That's a really great question. And I have to say nurses don't tend to put themselves first generally. That's a very general statement. But as I have worked with our nurses over the past couple of years, no, I think they have definitely put their families and their patients first. And, I, and when you talk about resilience, so to go back to resilience, if we're not practicing good self-care, we'll begin to wear down. And I think that there's been too many things that they've had to do before they take care of themselves. Okay. And, and I think we need to make that a part of our conversation because I think that will enhance our resilience. Absolutely. Because I think we always took care of the patient. They always came for us. But I would like to look at it and do a different perspective and say, let's look at the nurse. Start with the nurse and then go to the patient. Because I think that new paradigm will help us as a profession, would help us with our self-care. And you mentioned holisticness. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm, I'm interested in. Well, you know, I, I greet our new experienced nurses every couple of weeks as we get a new group into our health system. Awesome. And one of the questions I always ask them is, why did you become a nurse to begin with? And like all of us, it's to, it's to be able to care for other people, to be able to bring my whole self to work. Maybe I had a great experience with healthcare or nursing um, as I was growing up, or maybe I had a bad experience, but either way, they want to make it better. They want to make it better for people. They want to care for people. So innately, nurses come to, into our profession, as you and I did, yes. wanting to care for other people and wanting to bring our whole selves to that work. And what happens when you can't or you feel like you can't? That will really test your resilience, and that will wear you down. And that's where we have been through this pandemic. I think that's an excellent perspective. When we talk about nurses at the bedside, we sometimes forget about the nurses in leadership. And I know that you love to talk about both sides or both types of nurses. Um, When we talk about nurses in leadership role, do you see that there's any difference between the bedside and how the, um, the pandemic has impacted them and the leadership side? Because I know it had to impact them also. I absolutely do. And we... We have this amazing nurse manager that was very interested in that very question. And she's done a lot of looking into that and talking to her peers as leaders and talking to the bedside nurses. And when I was thinking about what is that difference between the experience of the bedside nurse and the experience of the nurse leader, and I'm really thinking about that first line nurse leader right now when I say that. So we have all through this pandemic gone through the challenges that we've been talking about. And so we entered the pandemic with no knowledge 
And yes. so we had to learn. Yeah, so we learn. were all in this together. We're learning about a new disease that we don't know anything about and learning how to care for those patients at the same time because we've not cared for them before. And I'll just go through a couple of things that the bedside nurse has been experiencing so I can sort of contextualize what the leaders experience. Okay, great. So the other thing that bedside nurse is doing is their care teams begin to change. So they have to work maybe with more patients, maybe with more support staff than RN staff because of the shortage. So that's a change in their lives. PPE, we didn't know for a long time if we were going to have enough personal protective equipment. And so the fear of, am I protected? Can I be protected? Will I be protected? So that fear of contracting the virus when we didn't know so much about it at the beginning as we do now, and then that fear of taking it home. So you have all of this professional um, newness, anxiety, some fear, and then you have the personal side of it too, where our staff are saying, I'm caring for these patients with a disease that we don't know a lot about yet or even how it's transmissible, and am I taking it home? Now I'm a nurse leader, and those are the people on my team. So the same things are impacting me as a nurse leader, but at the same time, I have this need to support them and help them feel like they can do this, that they are protected, that they have everything they need. Even when in my mind, I'm, I'm one step, half step ahead of them, and that is all. Like I'm not way ahead, I'm not looking, you know, I don't have this vision out front, there is no vision yet. So I am literally a half step ahead of them, trying to help them feel safe and secure and that they're providing good care to their patients, that they, they're, they're not taking a disease home to their families and making sure that they have enough staff to care for their patients. So my stress is the same, but, but a little bit different because it's now my responsibility to help support them through all of this newness that they're experiencing. So as a leader, I need help with that. I don't necessarily need to learn how to care for these patients. I need to care for my staff. I need to learn how to support them and to make sure that they feel loved and nurtured and supported as they make sure their patients feel loved and nurtured and supported. And just think about the whole emotional trauma of no visitors. That we've never experienced for exactly. the long term. Exactly. And so not only am I caring for these patients, their family members aren't allowed to be there. So I'm stepping in as a family member. I'm trying to communicate with their family members as well as be that person at the bedside for them. And that could be through illness, that could be through death. And so if, that's, if I'm their family member as they pass from life to death or as they work through a very serious, serious illness, then that's impacting me in a different way as well. So the emotional support that our nurses need and needed during the past two years is immense. And as a nurse leader, I need to know how to do that. I need to know how to support them. I need to know what resources there are available to them. And if I can't, then I'm feeling inadequate as a manager. So the support that those managers needed, the abil need the ability to talk to one another, to have resources at their fingertips, to really build their own capacity and their own resilience as a leader is extremely important during times like this. We talked about resilience. We talked about surges. We talked about emotional support. Do you have a personal story that you can tell us that has happened um, for your leadership team or even for you during the pandemic that could help other people who have been going through the same thing you are now going through and have gone through. Could you share a story with us? 
Well, there's a couple of things that come to mind when you ask me that question, Cynthia. Um, one is from, from the position that I have as system chief nursing officer, um, I have a phenomenal team of nurse leaders that I work with across our entire system. And so the first thing that I would want to say is that from every hospital's chief nursing officer, through the directors, through the managers, I could not ask for a better team. And what they did during the pandemic at the hospitals and really across the system is they became a stronger team. They needed each other and they knew they needed each other. So you could see them just strengthen that team so that if someone either was at a loss for something to do, if someone even as a leader was in emotional distress where they needed support, they were there for each other. So first and foremost, that team was core to and has been core to people's ability to lead. And then as a health system, um, we have really tried to um, make sure we provide professional support. Um, our psychiatrists have worked with our teams. Our chaplains have worked with our teams. Um, our EAP, of course, has worked with our teams. And so just pulling in every resource that you can find, rounding not just with the staff or the patients, but with the leadership team to see how they are doing and what they need. So a lot of it is addressing that emotional support though they have the strength to go on and communicating clearly and all the time. Um, this has been one of the most um, difficult communication challenges I think I've ever lived through as well because everything is changing second to second to second as we went through the pandemic. It became much better over the past you know six to 12 months, but that first year was really tough because everything changed. So communicate, communicate, communicate. What, what I personally am really proud of, I will say, and, and, and it really came out of our nursing leadership team, is that I had decided that I would have a lunch and learn once a month um, with our nurse leaders across the system. And that's everybody from supervisors through our chief nursing, chief nursing officers. And um, in 2020, I started that out in January, February, it's just an hour, lunch and learn, voluntary, not mandatory, people can come or not. And then by March, the pandemic had hit, April, the pandemic was getting worse. And through, through the first um, quarter and into second quarter, what I realized is what those leaders wanted and needed was just a safe space to be themselves and to share what they were going through. So through input from our leaders and just an amazing group, as I said, of, of nurse leaders, we changed that to call it a lunch and lean um, so that we could lean on one another. And instead of having a rigid agenda, I had a general topic, self-care being one that came up very often. Um, gratitude, resilience, um, caring for your team, whatever that general topic was. And then, uh, and that came from them. What did they need? And then we would just talk about it. And we would talk about it virtually. It was a virtual meeting. I might have 100, I might have 30 um, leaders on that call, depending on what was happening at the time. But it's always been a robust conversation, and it continues to today that we have that space. And our chief medical officer would, would join. We had chaplains join. Um, but people said they just needed that space to have an opportunity to share what they were feeling. So what has come out of that ultimately, which is really phenomenal, and it came right from that group of leaders, is um, we have now we have a nurse wellness committee that we didn't have before. And it's a really, it's a really robust committee, and it has 
um, a lot of passion and a lot of energy so that we're not just caring for um, ourselves and each other today, but well into the future. So the learning about nurse wellness, which I think is sort of where you started this conversation a little while ago, has been, um, has been something that's come out of this that I think I am very proud of, not because I drove it, but because I listened. Um, I listened to what the need was, and the need was we've, we have to care for the nurse first. We have to care for ourselves first, and that's how we care for our patients. Wow. To think that your visionariness has turned into a template. Uh, that's a nice way to say that. And I think that other people will start following suit. I think that you were visionary. Your team said, we're visionary, but this is what we want. This is what we want the vision to be. You took that, it was molded, and you discussed it. From out of that discussion was born um, more talk, more discussion, and now you formed a wellness committee. It is not just busy work. It is really looking into your crystal ball, and you see self-care, not just for ourselves, but for our peers. And I feel that if we um, consolidate that, we would be a stronger nursing profession, and then we will take it to our patients. I believe our nursing outcomes will be better. We would feel better, and we would feel like our resilience has been strengthened. Thank you so much for talking to me, Peggy. I love to continue this conversation. And let's, let's chit-chat in the future about nursing and how we can do better as leaders and nurses to each other, for ourselves, and ultimately for our patients. Thank you very much, Cynthia. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for giving us an ear, because this really is a PRN moment for nurses.